It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. Dr. Tom Pritchard, I'm your host, JP John Paz. Of course, joining me, the star of the show, former WWE World Tag Team Champion, eight-time Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team Champion, one of the greatest trainers ever in the history of the business, the doctor of desire himself, Dr. Tom Pritchard. Dr. Tom, how are you doing today, sir? John, I'm doing great today. Thank you for asking. Get a little rain and uh, snow and ice and blizzards here uh, on a nice July night. But uh, other than that, everyone's good. Started a new week at JPWA. 10 people, one person coming all the way from France, which is awesome. So we're doing good. Wow. You mentioned that last week too, France. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Had I guess he's just a big wrestling fan. He knows you. He knows JPWA, and he decided to come over? I, I guess so, doing the research and found out. And uh, we've had people from India, Germany, uh, Puerto Rico, um, hell, uh, Crossville, Tennessee, Anyway, no, it, it, it's really kind of cool. Um, he came all this way and is, is going to spend the next 12 weeks in a beautiful city in Knoxville in the beautiful state of Tennessee. Nice. So it's kind of a cool class. Ibsen says hello. Hello, Ibsen. Ibsen. Yes. And Charles Dr. Wilson. Tom. Charles Wilson. Charles. Nice. I know Charles. Bob no, Danil. No. Hello, Dr. Tom. <clears throat> hello, Bob. 
Matty R, Dr. Tom Chapas. Hey, Matty R, what's going on? So, Dr. Tom, you know that that guy's got big shoes to fill, right? You realize yes. that? Uh, who who has big the shoes? French, to fill? The Frenchman. Vincent. The well, I think everybody has big shoes to fill. Everybody came with big dreams and aspirations. So, that's the cool part about starting at the beginning and going through all these weeks. And I got to tell you, in Knoxville, this is our fourth summer class. And this is the most brutal because the sun is hot and we're in a hot building. And uh, you're going to you're going to find out a lot about yourself, I think. So it, it, it but it's very cool. Yeah, this guy and and uh, the flying Frenchman, Eduardo Carpentier. Yes. Mm, yeah. Uh, so we'll see, man. It, it's a. It's an it's a great mix this round, and we have an even number, which is even better. So, be very very cool to watch. Yes. Mm -hmm. Is Max related to Rene Dupree? Max who? Max Dupree, Dupree from uh, <laughs> L.A. Night. <laughs> from uh, I thought he was talking about Max Second House. Oh. Anyway. Hell, I don't know. I, I no, it's spelled, it. spelled different, though. It's spelled well, different. that too, but that's not the Rene Dupree's real name, so no, they're not related. Although they what? might be. Oh. What, what? Are you sure it's not Rene Dupree? What about Emil Dupree, his dad? I don't think Emil Dupree is his real name either. <laughs> I think it's kind of like the Welch family in wrestling, you know, Robert and Ron Fuller. And, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think that's how it works out. But I could be wrong. Bob wants to know if Kane... With a K, uh, K, by the way. Uh, Kane has, certainly has occasionally dropped by. And uh, he does when he gets a chance. And Bruce and Undertaker and Sheamus and yeah. Big E. I mean, you had a lot. We've had a lot of guys drop by, which was just really Natalia, cool. Sasha Banks, Bailey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you never know who's going to step foot in JPWA. Now, I wanted to talk to you about a guy that uh, maybe you weren't close with, maybe you weren't buddies with, but uh, Carmen calls him Hickenbottom, but uh, we'll call him Shawn Michaels just because I want to talk about him several weeks ago. I know you guys did a little bit of history together, some matches together, so just want to talk to you about Shawn Michaels. When did you first meet HBK? Was it all the way back in 1987? I think uh, it was even before 87 because I, I, I don't know what town it was, but I know it was in the uh, – uh, Louisiana territory it was it wasn't UWF at that time it was mid south right yep right okay so um yeah i remember i worked with Sean one time in mid south and uh the next meeting would have been in, in alabama so yeah that would that was uh, mid south would be 86 85 or 86, I'm not sure. But yeah, that's it, 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 back to the mid-80s, either way. He was a San, you, yeah, he was a San Antonio guy, and Jose Lothario was training guys, I think, after that, after his run with uh, Houston and in that office. So, What did you think about him at that point? Uh, he, was, he was very good at that point. He was young. You saw he had that drive. You could see it in his eye. You could you – could, tell he was being respectful when we start out especially the guys who, who use the good have the confidence but they understand they also have to say yes or no sir and 
and learn how to get along. And Sean did that early on. Here's a good question from Ibsen. Did Sean ever rub it in your face that he was with Sonny behind Skip's back? Did he ever mention that relationship to you or anybody for that matter? No, 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 no. No. Nobody had to rub it in the face. It was already being – everybody knew it was an open secret. Nobody was hiding anything very well. It was a really uncomfortable – it was a really uncomfortable time for me um, back at that time because I loved Chris to death. He was a great guy. And it was it was heartbreaking to watch. Uh, and I don't – he never I, – I do remember a time when we were working out in the gym and Louis Spicoli said something and I said something and Chris kicked – kicked a bag on the ground and, and got pissed, but he, he would get mad, but he never wanted to, I, Chris didn't want to hurt anybody. I don't, I don't even know if he had it in him to, to hurt anybody, but it, it hurt him. And that was, a, that was a hard part. Um, knowing what was going on, nobody had to, had to tell anybody anything. Well, because you're going to hear it whether you wanted to or not. And it was obvious. And, uh, Gosh, man, that, yeah, that's, you think about that. And if you know anybody who's going through stuff like that, you know how hard it is on them. If you, if you're, uh, close at all. And I knew Chris and Tammy both when they were just starting out and young, young guys. And well, Chris had been around for a few years by that time. Anyway, when I met him, I think he was maybe 19 or 20. So and and he he loved the business so much, and he he reminded a lot of us when he came to Smoky Mountain, of us at that age being so enthusiastic and being so passionate, and being so so in love with wrestling at that time because that was all you wanted to do, and you were getting to do it. Uh, you just didn't need that baggage. <laughs> Tammy was not the one he needed on the ride, but she's the one who hypnotized him, I guess. So. Uh, no, we, it sucked, but that was, that was the environment back then. Man. And her saying like, Oh, he's the best lover I ever had. I mean, it must've killed Chris. You know what I mean? Saying shit like that to everybody. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you do? I remember, and I don't really like talking about this a whole lot, but, but, but since we're going to, and it's in, I'm just here, here's what happened. Uh, we can't, we were coming from the airport and we all got on the shuttle and Tammy is, is in one of her short skirts and, uh, being Tammy and it was, it was razor, Sean, kid, uh, diesel. And, um, <laughs> they were they were flirting right there in the open, and so we got to the rooms, and uh, I came downstairs for something, and I saw Davy, and Davy said, "Go talk to him." Chris was in in a, in a, another room in this hotel downstairs, and I don't remember. Um, I, anyway, I found him in the room because he left Tammy in the in the in their room. They got in a fight, obviously, and he went downstairs and he's kind of said, not a conference room, but just a room off to the side. And uh, I told him, man, she can't do that. 
was telling him, I said, Chris, you've got to have a talk with her. She can't do that in front of the boys. She can't do it in front of you. She can't treat you like that because it's yeah. not, it's not going to end and it's going to get worse. So I went up with him and this was my first interaction where I saw the complete explosion. I, we came in and I said, Tammy, you can't do that when Chris is right there. You can't. It's not going to be good for either one of you. And she said, well, what about me? What about me? What about if I want to? What about me? And I went, whoa, okay. Boy, I, I, I've been in some battles. I've been in some foreign countries like that. So, you know, no, no, there's no winning that. You, the, the only way you win that is you cut ties and you leave, get out of there. Yeah. So, and Sean found that out too. Sean was never in it for the long run at all. I don't believe, but anyway, uh, didn't have to rub anybody's face into it. It just kind of happened. Good evening, Herb. Hello, Herb. Yes. And Barbara. Hello, Barbara. Good Barbara, to see you. Barbara, hello. Yes. I remember seeing him in the early AWA opening card with Marty Janty. Look at that. Well, and that that was during the end days, obviously. So things were changing. But he was making rounds because that was about the only, only other place to go, I guess. We'll get back into Michael's one second. If we cool. got a question, do you remember TV tapings in Brantford, Ontario, Ontario, Canada? I I never did t uh, TV in Canada. I never really. I, I only worked a couple times in Canada, so I do not have a memory of the TV TV tapings in Brantford. You had a bunch of matches in Ontario, though. You had. Um... The Bill uh, Smoke and Guns matches back in '95 against the Heavenly Bodies. I know you had a couple matches in in Canada. Well, a bunch of matches in Canada, but a couple in Ontario. Yeah, probably so. I mean, looks like house shows. It doesn't look like TV tapings, right? And honest to God, uh, I have friends who can tell you where they were at <laughs> night <laughs> and and right. where they stayed, what road they went down, all this stuff. I mean. When I got on, on the plane and started the loop, as long as <laughs> I just knew which to connect on and where I was, what where we were going, just get me there. If I got to drive, just tell me how to go. I didn't really, I mean, I explored, but yeah. I might have. Do you know that Jericho, drive. you know, Jericho wrote a book and it's literally he had every match he ever had listed in this book? Yeah. And towns and payoffs and who he wrestled and very detailed. Well, that's good. You know, I mean, and I, I've, I've done that for a little bit, but um, I don't know if it was subconsciously or actually consciously I said uh, to myself, <clears throat> I could enjoy this a lot more if I put a lot less thought into taking everything uh and 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 just experiencing everything, you know what I mean. You, you yep. Not worrying about uh, the de the details of the trip. Just enjoy the the activities while you're there, or or while you're while you're running that way. But holy smoke! Yeah, I, I have a hard time remembering where to tell you where I was at last night. 
and, and it was just right over here. It was at the same place, but sometimes right. I have to think, where was I? It's running into those times again, John, and I know you've had them, and just to go off this path real quick, and people have them, where you get going, and you'll wake up at a certain time, and you'll start your day and do what you have to do, and before you know it, it's time to be where you need to be, and then you do that, and you get home, and and you're continuing on what you didn't get finished, and then you wake up the next day and do it again, and you think that's been like three weeks ago. But in reality, it was like three days. And that's that's kind of what I'm finding myself in now. We're getting uh we're getting busy and hopefully hopefully we'll get even more busier. So you know. Oh yeah. Well yeah. Gotta yeah. gotta show on Michael's quest here. How much damage did he cause and how much did Marty Gennetti hold Michaels back in those early years? Well, I don't know how much damage did uh, did how much damage did Sean cause? Yeah, as far as what? I don't know. Actually, that's a yeah. good question. But uh, oh. I know him and Marty were big party animals, and they would oh. actually cause some physical damage to some uh, play bars and hotel rooms and and cars and stuff. But once again, it's it, it's it's those kind of people who make things happen and. You looking back, I'm, I I love looking back on a lot of the the old concert footage and hearing about concerts uh, that were happening in the '60s and '70s. That type of era can never happen again. It just, um, yeah, not not these not the excesses. Yeah. yeah, the excess and. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And the bands and the, uh, the culture's different. But back then, Sean and Marty were living for today, and that was it. So I don't know how much damage he's done, but uh, I don't think Marty held Sean back. I think I think it was. I, th- I think for real quick, I think without that part of the story, the story goes off in a different direction, and it landed just the way it was supposed to land. So you guys, meaning you and Michaels, had some matches in '87 in CCW in Birmingham, Alabama. One at the Boutwell Auditorium, the other at the fairgrounds. One was a tag match. It was you and Mike Golden against Janetti and Michaels, obviously Midnight Rockers, and then Midnight Rockers and Danny Davis, your buddy, birthday boy, defeated you, Mike Golden, and Jonathan Boyd. So just two matches in 87 early on for, for you and HBK. 
So not much of a history, but a little bit of a history there. More of history in the WWF. Yeah, yeah. And I think I worked with Sean once or a couple times in WWF. That was just more like uh, because they didn't have anybody else to put him in there with, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but I'll tell you this. You can't deny you can't deny Sean's talent. You can't deny that he's a hell of a worker. You can't deny that he, he knows how to get heat. He's authentic in everything he does. Um, and again, those are the kind of people that makes the world spin, makes them, makes people at least notice. And uh, you don't have to like him, and I don't really think he cares if anybody likes him. Maybe he does today. I don't know. But either way, especially when you get to that point in your career and you look back, and some people, I was in Dothan last weekend, and I had a discussion with a couple people. It's it's yeah, it's guys which which I really enjoyed being around, sitting around talking about things that I, in a million years, if you told me they'd be talking about uh, the things you're talking about now, I would I would have laughed you. <laughs> silly i mean now we're talking about uh i i don't want to do the same things yes i have sinned and they'll look man i'm trying to be a better person and stuff like that and i'm thinking holy christ you know that's what you, <laughs> yeah what the hell happened i don't remember this what the hell uh, happened to jimmy golden what yeah, going on? yeah. <laughs> so we had that discussion i'm going huh okay I, I get there, but maybe Sean's doing that. Maybe he's not. Maybe, you know, I, I have no idea where his head's at. I don't care. I have no idea where his heart's at, and I don't care. As long as he's happy and doing his own thing, I'll be happy doing my own thing. But Got a um, good question here from Matty R. about HBK. In my opinion, at least, Sean is one of the best during his time. What would you say is his biggest strength and his biggest weakness? Um. Well, I don't know these days, obviously, because I'm not around him. But I think back in the time I was around him, his biggest strength was he understood how to connect. He understood how to communicate. Uh, and it could be a, a, a negative or positive reaction. And he knew how to get people it, at least to react. He's like that Gino Hernandez. Love him, hate him, or don't care. You, you, you There is no don't care. You're going to feel one way or another about the guy, whether he's either, ah, bullshit, nothing. Or man, he makes me so pissed, or he makes me so happy. And I think Sean's the same way. You couldn't deny his talent. Um, he had that attitude, and you can't you can't pretend that you can't make that manufactured. It has to be real. It has to come from inside, and that's Sean Michaels. Has he changed? I, I couldn't tell you. I haven't been around him in years. I don't know. I've talked to some people who tell me they've changed. <sighs> and I don't believe it. So, think with me, like if you say biggest strength, biggest weakness, he's such a good wrestler that sometimes he would have a bad match and you're like, what, like, what is he doing out there? Or like do something psychology-wise, like SummerSlam 05 with Hogan, and you do something psychology-wise where you know he's like ambushing his own match. Like, what is he doing? Because he's so good, he could be bad, and you kind of detect that he's doing it on purpose. You know what I mean? Like some guys have an off night. He would have an off night on purpose sometimes. It's called immaturity, I yeah. believe, is what people yeah. labeled it. And uh, that 
those are times I, I would hope he looks back and says, eh, but I, but once again, I, I don't know because um, you can't, you can't change the past. You have to keep looking forward. And it got him where he, he was. It made him Mr. WrestleMania, not necessarily that match, but having that attitude and being as brazen as to say, I don't care how big of a star you were. I'm the man now <laughs> forever. Uh, now, then, forever, or whatever. Yep. Or whatever. You know, so uh, he he was that good where he could go out and you knew he'd be sabotaged. But then he, then you, you got to think about the selfishness of that, too. And uh, some guys, I mean, I think you've always had guys like that. And I've always thought Sean kind of reminded me of a Buddy Rogers in a way who would have the guys come in and he'd work with them and take buddies boys would take care of buddy and and Sean had people around him do the same thing he had that kind of stroke he could work with whoever he wanted to and now all he had to do was say hey this is who I'm going to work with the thing is though he was never ever a big draw I know on the opposing time when he's champion, they had the NWO starting up, and that just completely derailed his title run, and nobody was interested in it, and everybody's flicking over WCW. But that also says a little bit about him. Nobody was really interested. So, yes, he was a great wrestler, but he was never a big draw or a big moneymaker ever. Brett was a bigger draw and a bigger moneymaker than Sean, which people forget. But kind of strange with him. Like, he shouldn't have as much stroke because he wasn't that good big of a draw. Well... Here, here's the other side of that coin. Obviously, he convinced somebody right. that he was worthy, right? And and in that sense, he drew because he was going to get paid, and he could talk whoever the influence was then into doing whatever he wanted to do. That is a worker. That yeah. is is Big somebody time. who who knows. Hey, <laughs> hey, it's Putin. It's not me. If you just <laughs> right. let me handle things, I'll right. I'll make this right. right. Yeah, but we let you handle it, and look what happened. Well, okay, uh, but just give me Vader. Let me have the belt. What? Pardon me, title, and um, it'll change. I promise. One year later, well, it hasn't changed. We got to take it off you. Hold on, hold on. I got one more thing on my. Sleeve. <laughs> I mean, listen, we can we can switch Kevin. And then, then Scott will come in, and something else will happen. So trust me, this next year is going to be awesome. You sure? Yeah. Yeah. What? You don't trust me? So funny though. As soon as Vince, maybe, maybe he wasn't, huh? Yeah. Well, maybe as soon he as wasn't Vince in the house, but he was he was uh, being taken care of, and and that to be able to manipulate and yeah, do that takes talent. But to me, it's like, okay, as soon as Vince got a hold of Stone Cold Steve Austin, he's like, see you later, Michaels, and your fake smile and your fake knee injury. You're like, I got a real star here. Like, I got a real draw. Like, see, like he kicked him to the curb pretty damn quick. Yeah, but but he's still he's still there today. Yeah, because and that's, running that's NXT. How, yeah, yeah that, that's how it works. And uh, it takes some people longer than others to figure out that – this is the way the world works in, in any major corporation. You want people around you that you want to be around. You want to trust like, and know they have your back. 
you never know if they have your back or not until you're in that situation. So, you know, Sean was part of the biggest for this lifetime or or for this this era, I guess, screw job. There have been screw jobs throughout wrestling, but Vince has a connection, a deep connection, uh, I guess, to Sean. I don't know the particulars, but it it was <laughs> he couldn't let Brett leave Canada with um yeah, speaking of JLC, said opinion on the on the screw job was Michael's in on it. So perfect, perfect timing. Of course, he was in on it. Everybody was in on it except Brett. Everybody knew what was going on except Brett. So yeah, and Sean said has has admitted it many times over. Um, it it's 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 the craziest thing uh, when it, when it comes down to stuff like that in the business, and then it. it you realize it's not just about the belt. It's not just about the title. It, it is about respect and it is about doing the right thing. And it is about just having some common courtesy, but unfortunately nice guys do finish last. And uh, not that everybody who lives in a nice, rich, nice house or whatever, or has a lot of money or assholes, but I, I don't think it, it happens just by saying, Hey, I sure do. I sure am a nice guy. So Sean was in on it. Everybody's in on it. Brett was trying to be honorable in a, in a, in a gang of dishonorable people. So Mike D again with the, we always get the hall of fame question yeah. about Hakeem and the one man game, throw them both in there. Right. Yeah. We, we, we always get that question from Mike, but I, yes. I, I Throw, throw both of those guys in there. Yeah. Yes. One man gang definitely does, but yeah. throw them both. I agree. Barbara said he got mad at Vader, meaning Shawn Michaels got mad at Scream. As this is SummerSlam 96. He uh, was screaming at him because it really, he can't remember he came down off the top rope and Vader didn't move. And Michaels came down instead of improvising. He goes, move, fat ass. And he kicked him in the yeah. head. Well, there, there's certainly a different way to get your point across, whether it's less subtle than, yeah. more subtle than that. But um, I, I, and I think Sean would tell you this too. During that time, there were a lot of factors to, to figure in. There were a lot of elements that a lot of people weren't privy to, uh, and, and the internet wasn't as prevalent then, I guess, was it? The internet wasn't. Like it uh, is now. 96. It was just starting. It was very. Yeah, very, very new. Yep. So, uh, and it was still kind of the boys backstage. And it was still kind of had those, those pirate unwritten rules. And, 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 and Sean had, uh, he was wearing the black hat. He was. <laughs> He was guiding the pirate ship, and and he could do and say whatever the hell he wanted. And if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. You don't have to watch. I'll just go home. Well, it was one of those things that who are you going to replace him with? He may be an asshole, but he's our asshole, I think. And there were people who loved him. Who who was really drawing? They, I think at that time, Vince knew. You just lost Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and – uh you know, they were making waves and things were changing. You got to do with what you got to do. You know, fight with the army you got, not the one you wish you had, I guess. And so having tantrums and, and 
throwing these hissy fits and whatever. I guess that was just Sean's way of doing things. And Vince was willing to put up with it because there was nobody else that could even touch him, I guess, except Brett. But, but once again, Brett, and I don't know if this is a case or to be true or not, but Vince is not a big wrestling fan. He's an entertainment fan. He wants characters. And Brett can, can go out there and tell a story and work and, and have a believable match and put things together and, and have drama and, and authenticity. And Sean wanted to do uh, you know, his, his stuff. And, and that's cool, but he also had a lack of respect for anybody except who who he wanted to respect and who had any uh, anything to help him with. You know, what can you do for me type of thing. Yeah. And and that was just – that's part of the dog-eat-dog show business and professional wrestling. It's been around since the dawn of time, I guess. Nobody – Sean didn't invent being an asshole. Hey, maybe the fart doctor's got an asshole comment, but I love it. He says, I guarantee you Pritchard was looking at Shawn Michaels' junk in the locker room. Wow, what a statement well, from the fart doctor. First wow. of all, I'll say to this, Mr. Fart Doctor, take the tea out of Pritchard, yeah. put it on your yeah. back, and then get a dog, name it Life, and then you'd have one. Okay? <laughs> uh, good question here from Mark Stevens. Would Shawn have made a good manager? Have you seen I, yeah. any good managers today? Yeah, I think Derek Manderford is a good manager. Um, it, Paul Heyman, of course, still going and, and, and tremendous. <clears throat> but I think for a good manager, uh, you have to know what you're, what you're there for, and that's to get the guys over. I don't know if Sean can help but try to make cute faces and get himself over. I don't know if he can. I'm sure he can. I, I don't know if he'd be able, be willing to, I guess I should say. Sean works in the PC center. Does he talk or ask the wrestlers um, to visit? Is there any sort of connection between JPWA and the PC at all? Is there any like, Hey, come visit anything like that? Nope. I was, I was, they replaced. Why would they want the replacement back? I don't know. No, no, nobody's asking me to do anything, but it's cool. Would be, it would be smart though. You would think maybe. Well, if Hunter didn't like my style or my way of doing things, then nah, he wouldn't have any interest in having me come back. I'm not, it's not that I believe my way is the only way. I just have a way of doing things. And um, there's, I think it boils down to personality and I think it boils down to who do you want to deal with at the end of the day? Sometimes I'm not always the easiest guy to deal with. And I'm, it's not because I give you a hard time. It's just because uh, I don't want to hear bullshit. I don't want to hear you tell me complete and utter bullshit. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
the laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But that's life, and, and that's that's life in, in business no matter where you go. It's it's all part of the game. It's all part of of, of, of being human beings. So I don't believe they would want me in there uh, – explaining my way to do it or why or having a different take. That's my opinion. The doctor here, doctor, how, what, where he says that HBK overrated. He started. Yeah. You know, well, rip off the rock and roll. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. But larceny has been alive and well for years. So it doesn't matter. And, uh, no, I, I don't know. Sean had the aura of a star. He really did. He put on a two great WrestleMania matches with Taker. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think you can get overrated there when you're working with a guy like that, who is as big as the Undertaker is. You never really notice how, how much smaller Sean is. He looked like he belonged there. He, he looked, he was a credible opponent. So... He pulled it off. Sean did a lot of a lot of things that uh, nobody else could do, in my opinion. Mike, the fat white guy, was talking about the screw job in the Bret Hart wrestling with Shadow. Says documentary cameras were very good at capturing the right moments. Maybe, you know, maybe something's up with that. No, they. But well, of course they were, and Bret was smart doing that. I don't know. Uh, the the. Once again, anybody who's ever been in that posi- position where you need to go in and talk to somebody, the only person who can make who can make this right, and you go in there and they they assure you everything's going to be okay, we're going to do it this way, and everything's going to be fine. They assure you, and and you 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 are so at ease. Uh, it reminds me, uh, I don't remember what episode it was of The Sopranos where Tony and one of the other guys had, had got these two kids because they ripped some money off or did something and and they were been chasing them and the kids were frantic and all of a sudden Tony says, come here, come here, let's go in the garage, let's talk about this, me and uh, Guido or whatever his name is, I don't know. And then they, Tony opens and gives them a Diet Coke and gives you them Diet Coke and they calm it down and he says, are you guys okay? Goes, yeah, and then he started explaining. He goes, no, 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 shh, shh, it's okay, it's okay, we got it covered. And they take a sip, and then he looks at the other guy, and they both pull out the guns, and he just wastes these two kids. You know, hey, don't worry, it's okay, man. <laughs> well, yeah, all right, now, boom, 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 they pull the trigger, and there it is. And that happens. It, it's, um, it's not just showbiz, not just wrestling. I think there's parts in life where you promise something or you go to somebody and they assure you, trust me. Hey, man, we're going to make, oh, look, you want me to hug you now or you, you want to hug me now because this is going to happen. I'm going to put this in your place. And No, 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 please. I'd, I'd rather hear nothing. Don't make any promises you can't keep or won't keep. And there's a difference. You either can't keep it or you won't keep it. 
And uh, so I'll go on those tangents too to say beware and understand that even though this snake has been defanged and it may be it might be a tame snake, it's still a king cobra. <laughs> it's a king cobra, one of the most deadliest snakes in the world in human human form and and you when you're dealing with a snake you have to be prepared because you don't know if it's telling you the truth you don't know if it's going to bite you there's a great possibility you know it's uh uh what was it uh anyway there's there, there was a deal like that where you know hey trust me i won't bite you right you, you know the scorpion and the frog going across the river and the frog says, or the scorpion asked a frog for a ride. The frog said, no, because you'll sting me. And the scorpion said, no, I want to just, we need to get across to the river. And the frog says, you promise you won't sting me? The scorpion says, I promise, swear to God, cross my heart. Okay, get on. So they get to the middle of the river, and all of a sudden, the scorpion stings a frog. And the frog says, why did you do that? Now we're both going to die. And the scorpion said, you knew I was a scorpion when I got on. Day. that's on you right <laughs> you 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 trusted the word and so i i have no hard feelings about that so from ibsen what's your honest take on sean losing his smile what was said backstage that day well <laughs> not a lot because they didn't know everybody knew that uh, not to you know it wouldn't do anybody any good and if they did they did it to somebody else i i wasn't really good at picking up on gossip too much because it just it, it it didn't bore me but it sure as hell didn't make me want to be around it so I, and, and backstage I think everybody knew what what the deal was again it was it was an upfront secret uh, that whatever those guys wanted to do they were gonna do it's not a problem it's that way pretty crazy it. though he he can't job to brett whatever he's supposed to do at wrestlemania he can't wrestle his knee is so bad he lost his smile yet he's at wrestlemania does a flip off the rope and he's showing yes. everybody that his knee is fine yes well but but that's goes back again who it, it's about respect it's about doing honorable thing but it's not about honor with with anybody you know we're talking about all this stuff and it's great to say truth justice and the american way um but when it comes right down to it in the end and i think that's why the boys is such a great series on uh, amazon prime because they have the heroes as the as the heels and yep so you know it's the same thing it really is in life that's the way i look at it and, and everybody wants to say it's not and, and it's and it's so real black and white cut and dry but it's it's not and that's what's missing is the compelling characters. You have a uh, Homelander in the boys, and you have uh, Shawn Michaels, or you had Shawn Michaels' heartbreak kid. Cody Rhodes, when he comes back, uh, he, I, I don't know if his momentum is, is going to be hard to, to gain again, but even so, as I could see him as a, as a brilliant heel. Trying to be a babyface, believing he's a babyface. And yeah. people saying, oh, my God, you nihilistic, narcissistic, 
dog. <laughs> and, and he's looking innocently like, what do you mean? I'm doing this all for you. I could, I could see that. And, and it's authentic. It, and that's what's missing. And, you know, not just wrestling, but a lot of things these days. Uh, so, you know, it's Sean was great for what he was. He knew who he was. He met somebody, fell in love, has kids now, you know, wants to just do his thing and not cause any problems, I guess. I, I honestly, I don't know what the agenda is these days. So, Mark, if I can pull it up here, it says, who was HBK's first match? First match on record is this guy, Art Cruz, who you may know from Mid-South Wrestling, all the way back in October of 84. So, Michael's, uh, you know, he's he's been wrestling for uh, quite a while. Tim says the Jose Lothario story was so lame for HBK, meaning that, like, his babyface run was like, oh, Jose trained me. It was really lame. It was, like, typical, I don't know, like, 70s-style babyface push. Well, I don't know whose idea that was, <laughs> but I have an idea. I mean, I have an idea, but I don't really know. And uh, I don't, I don't. No, if Sean was, I don't think Sean was real tickled about it either. Uh, he wanted to spotlight to himself, so that's cool. But there was a lot of lame stuff back then, too. That wasn't the only thing. Jeff's Variety Channel. Some wrestlers claim to see HBK act a bit differently backstage after claiming he has changed his ways. Did you see him on professional or treat people a certain way? <laughs> Did I? Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's one of those things I neither can confirm or not confirm happened. But, um, yeah, I saw Sean being an ass more than once. I don't want to get into it, but sure. Oh, damn, I was hoping you would get no, into it. No, 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 no. See, because then I'm, I, I'll have that, uh, I'll close that door as I'm talking, lead into another one. I don't want to. Were you there for any of the Brett, like Sean, pull aparts when Brett pulled his hair out and stuff? Like, I, I, was, I was in the building. I didn't witness it. I was there uh -huh. the day that he pulled out, um, Brett pulled out Sean's hair, and Sean brought it in the into the uh, office where Jim Cornette was with Vince. And I guess Jim took the hair, but I was in the building that day. Uh, yeah, but I, I never witnessed any physicality between Brett and Sean. So as far as you and Michaels, there obviously we're both in the Royal Rumble 1995. There's this match on Superstars, a 20-man battle royal won by the British Bulldog. Obviously, Michaels won Royal Rumble 95, but there was a match on Superstars on 516-95 in Danbury, Connecticut. You and Michaels had a pretty good, albeit short, TV match, yeah. but it was a good match. I don't know if you remember that at all. Well, um, I remember Jimmy was at ringside, both Jimmys, and we used a racket or something for for a for a spot outside, and, and then I was eating the uh, was it the sharpshooter or super kick? Super kick. Okay. Because you had something else he was putting on too. Oh wait, that was for the screw job. My bad. Sorry. David says HBK is the GOAT. He's one of them. I mean, he, he did have talent. You can't, you can't 
Can't say it wasn't. Do you believe there? Mark says, do you believe there's a better worker than Sean? No. Do you believe you were a better worker than Sean? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I read that wrong. I thought I yes, you did. just That's went by too quick. Yeah. Do you believe you were a better worker than Sean? I'm sorry. No, I don't. Do you believe there was a better worker than Sean? I think there's a bunch, but mm, I think there's because the worker goes all the way around to me, though. Bre uh, Sean worked his way to where he could get his way. That's a pretty good worker to be able to work Vincent Mann and letting letting you do get by with whatever you want to get by with. That's a pretty good worker. Yeah. For yeah. some reason, Perry James is very disappointed in you. Why, Perry? Why? Perry, you <laughs> say this. Sometimes when your heart is troubled and hurting, as obviously yours is, all it needs is a soothing voice. I would suggest listening to Dolly Parton nine to five religiously repeatedly for the next five weeks from the minute you wake until the minute you go on a loop nine to five dolly parton your heart will feel so much better afterwards and this crankiness I think edginess, it's a heel move yeah yeah this is this is stemming from heartache and other things that have tortured him throughout his life. And he wants to take it on other people. He's been fixated on me for a while. I can't understand why. But he thinks that his, his anger and frustration in life should spill over to anyone who's next to him. And I think I bought him, uh, I don't know, bought him a drink one time. And he spilled it and thought I was obligated to buy him another one. So he's angry still. Uh, yeah, that's a problem. Did the click ever rib you personally? Nope. Never did. I got along with everybody pretty much in the click. The HB, uh, BSK. Man, I was I was trying to stay on, on neutral on a neutral island. And uh if I was somewhere and they walked in, I would congregate to them or back and forth and Anyway, didn't have a whole lot of. Where's Marty the Party Janetti from James? I don't I'd know. Love to know that as well. Yeah, when's the last time you talked to Marty? Oh my God, it's been a while. Yeah, love me Marty. Too. It's been I, a while. I I thought I would have saw him at uh, uh, Wrestlecade, but I didn't this week, this year, or last year, Thanksgiving. So I don't know where Marty is. I hope he's okay. Remember he said he murdered somebody and got away with it, and then he took it back. Remember? <laughs> I don't think he knows the rules, man. Like, like yeah. you can't play like that and tell everybody, say, "Hey, man, I murdered a dude, and I murdered you too." And oh, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you can't say that. So I don't know. Jamie did not like the Dolly Parton reference. Come on, guys. How can you not like Dolly Parton? Nine Some Ozzy, yeah, I, I prefer. No, yeah. no, 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 no. This for you. You don't know uh, Perry James. See, I know Perry James. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, I do. I know Perry. It's more James. directed towards him than. than yes. Music. No. No. Okay. No. It wasn't. No. 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 I'm a doctor. I know one fix doesn't treat all. No, Perry James has anger and hurt in his heart. He he has a tortured soul, and and Dolly Parton, 
patron saint of Tennessee, can cure her. Working nine to five. Right. Uh, no, sure, sure. Pour a cup of ambition. Oh, Dolly Parton. Breaks a tear to my eye every time. Good question here from Jeff. What was it like? Super Bowl of wrestling, Smoky Mountain wrestling. When Sean came in, he defended the intercontinental title against Buddy Landell, who was managed by Jim Cornette that night. And he was in the main event. You guys, <laughs> if you remember, you guys defeated the thugs that night. And yeah, Undertaker beat yeah. Unibomb. Yeah, we got, we got blood that night, too. And I think I've heard Jim tell the story. Sean never said anything to me, but I don't know why he would. Uh, but we we had him. You're right. If that that was the night because uh, it was Jimmy Del Rey and Jim Cornette in our corner against um, Tracy Smothers and the Dirty White Boy, and we got a lot of blood in that match right before the main event. And Sean was hot because the ring was covered in blood. He didn't want to go in the ring with blood. At least that was his excuse or explanation. And I guess they cleaned it up and went in but it was when <laughs> we didn't get a chance to watch any other show that night because there was i think everybody else that was on the card when you don't get to see people like that all the time we were in the back talking and having having a really good time so that was how that was i remember who was terry funk on that card who else was on that card Terry Gordy was on that card. Uh, Severin Janetti was actually on that card. PG-13. Uh, Headbangers. Yeah. Uh, Brad Armstrong. There's a bunch of, like, really. So Brad, that's, that's what I'm saying. We, we were probably hanging out because we didn't get to see those guys uh, or or whatever it was. I don't know. I, there, there have been some of those shows where I think that was it because I don't remember seeing Sean and Buddy. Uh, I just remember going over the match and then. There was no place to really watch in the Coliseum, so we just kind of hung back. Changing gears here. Let's answer some random questions. J-Rock, hey, Mr. Pritchard, what are your thoughts on FBR specifically being called the best tag team in the world? I have to agree. I think they're awesome. I think, and, and again, I go back to why that makes them or what makes them the best tag team in the world. The fact that, they can tell stories and the fact that they're getting attention uh, and they're being allowed to at least do their matches. I, I, that That's, that's awesome because they, they can show a new generation of kids that doing those matches when done correctly and when done with people that people care about. Um. I know they, I read some, something the other day where they said they didn't know who was Cash and who was Dax. Okay, I get that. I, I totally understand that too. At the same time, if you stop and watch the match, if you if you listen to the commentators, if you really want to hear it, sometimes I turn them down because I don't want to hear it. Uh, but they, they go out and they tell a story like nobody else can or nobody else does these days. I, th I haven't seen the Briscoe FTR match, but I heard that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to find tag teams that can do that style to where it makes people interested in seeing that. Because uh, to me, that they add, see, they add high spots in there and they add exciting stuff to their matches. That's uh, more exciting 
in detail and and takes more to put that together than just putting moves together. So yeah, I long story short, I think my thoughts are they're an awesome team. Uh and I think being called the best tag team in the world is apropos. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah. Can't believe they don't know Dax is bald. <laughs> Cash is right. not. It's right. pretty easy. Um, because they're not trying awesome. that hard. They're, obviously, you know, it, it, it is to the point where they they go out and they're such they they do such good teamwork. You're not necessarily thinking about who is uh, Dash and or Dax or whatever. Dax and Cash, yeah, yes. From Mike, we need a brother love show on SmackDown with Hulk Hogan versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. That would be a dream come true. I, I oh, of course. Uh, Hogan versus Roman Reigns for SummerSlam. Well, Hulk hey, will be he, 70 this year, by yeah, the way. Yeah, well, gosh, 70? 70. Okay. You believe yeah. that? Well, I can't Todd, believe just talk about yeah. uh, different payoffs, different companies, and the best year money-wise. Well, in the beginning, uh, territories were when you get paid off the house. So if you're in a good territory, you really get really good payoffs. If you're in a so-so territory, it was usually the, uh, usually the guarantee was, uh, and you had to sign contracts back then when they had commissions, and they would have you uh, sign a contract where it says you were owed twenty five dollars. And that was, but you know, you would get more than twenty five dollars usually. And um, but most payouts were forty bucks, sixty bucks, unless you went somewhere good. And the most money was in WWE. For me, that was that was the most money. I've heard Ricky talk before about his biggest year and best year, and I'm thinking that can't be true because these these guys were over with merchandise and. I believe they're getting cut of that too. So, just just by numbers alone, it didn't add up to me. But he's the one who did it. I didn't. So, interesting. From Douglas, back in USWA, you were doing a very Piper esque gimmick. What made you want to emulate Piper? Was this your decision or the Booker's? Thank you, longtime fan of your work. It was one of those things where on a morning, <laughs> morning, uh, Saturday morning after coming in Friday night, and I always thought Roddy Piper was one of the best. And I always thought Roddy Piper uh, was one of the coolest guys backstage because he never changed. Uh, he treated everybody with respect, and he was he was good to the to the young guys. He knew what it was like, and. It, it it came out that way, and I didn't do it intentionally, but I did it intentionally to change the way I was doing it that way. Roddy, I thought, did it great, and yeah, I I have I was I ripped him off totally, and I told him that one time. Uh, my father had a heart attack, and, and Bruce and I were at home in Houston. I was the only one home, and Roddy called. And he I answered, he goes, uh, can I speak to Bruce? I said, uh, well, he's not here right now. I asked who's calling, didn't recognize the voice. He said, well, I'll just tell him Roddy called to call him back. I said, Roddy, this is Tom. He goes, oh, man, how are you? He was always cool. I met uh, Roddy in Frisco when I first started in San Francisco, or not Frisco, uh, San Jose. 
And I said, man, I just got to tell you, I had heard that Rick Rude, Sherry Martell, and some of the WWE guys were watching the USWA show. This is when USW was playing on ESPN in the afternoons. We'd do the Dallas stuff, and I would do commentary to the desk, too. And Rude said something like, listen to that guy trying to be Piper. And Roddy said, well, don't worry about it. You're doing a great job. Keep doing what you're doing. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, thank you. I love you. If I'm going to copy anybody, I'm going to copy from the best. He says, I love you, too. I'll call you guys later. And, and it was that. So, yeah, I knew it was Piper, yes. But, but it did feel... Uh, for me, looking for a voice, it was total rip-off. And people can say that all day long. <laughs> if anything, it was an homage to Roddy. Yeah, no right. doubt. No doubt. He, and if there was anybody to look up to, it would have been him. The doctor says, no offense. Are you still vain about your hair? I always remember you messing with your hair. It's character, were you working a bit with the, uh, with uh, the hair? Doc Doctor Who, what, where, there is no offense taken whatsoever. The only thing that would offend me is if Perry James actually had a valid point and put it up there. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I don't know that I've ever been completely or, or vain about my hair, but I, I don't want to be bald. And and again, no disrespect to bald people, but I, I like taking care of my hair, shampooing regularly, and... Uh, there was a time where I didn't cut my hair much. And then, have you have you seen Joe Elliott from Def Leppard lately? No, not lately, no. <laughs> well, he looks like not even my grandma. I mean, my grandma's dead, but he does look like a dead grandma. You know, the <laughs> white hair and the and, and it just and I thought, no, I uh I'm cool. I just well, I've, this was a couple years ago, but I saw them on concert like two or three years in a row and yeah. I yeah, oh, they're, so they're, touring, they're touring this summer and they had something on Facebook again and he's and they're showing the stage and then the people from stage view and everything then he'll he'll shoot it back on him and I went oh my god looks like my grandma wow if I had a grandma it's crazy look at Jamie says you guys know your stuff what's your name so I'm obviously uh, John Potts this is Dr. Tom Pritchard wait a minute whoa 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 stop Jamie's stop. new to the show here as he's coming I in. get it but hold on you guys N-O your stuff okay hold on jamie taking to school little lesson there there you go there's a k in there somewhere yeah how do you know uh jason's got a good question for you did you ever work with percy pringle in texas early days or somewhere in the south no uh i didn't not during those texas days i did not but that i met him when we went to wwe and uh of course i had known about him because i I knew his, I knew about his exploits in Texas. I knew him and Michael and, and Robert had uh, known each other from Pensacola. So, I mean, so you know, I mean, that was a cool thing when you got in. Uh, when I when I broke in in 1979, I remember talking and hearing about different guys uh, from other territories, and I'd be talking to to one of the guys who we were working with regularly, and, we, and he would bring up a story. He goes, "Man, you guys would get along great." That's what they said about like uh, Brett Sawyer and and uh, anyway some other guys. So, uh, but I had heard about Percy, and but I didn't work with him until I actually got to WWF. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Rick's got a question for you. How far do your wrestling memories go back? I recall from the early 60s. I was born in 56. What about you, Dr. Tom? Do you, rem- well, you remember those early days? Oh, yeah, I do. I was born in 59, so we're not that far off. And every time I see an old Lubbock newspaper clipping or El Paso, I had a, a scrapbook growing up with all those clippings in it. And I saved it for years. And when the Funkin' Dojo was starting in Stanford, I gave it to Dory Funk Jr. I, I actually brought it. I actually went to Ocala for a seminar, and I brought it, and I gave it to Dory because I asked him. I said, "Do you have any of the stuff when you're on your on the road?" He goes, "No." And he, he all he did was uh, work, and there was no place. You know, you're going on the road pretty much every day, so you didn't have a lot of room in a suitcase, I guess. But I gave him that because it was uh, a lot of him and. Uh, some real cool stuff in there, but every time I remember the early sixties and the posters and the, uh, just the gimmicks and the outrageousness. And when everybody tell you, you know, that's all phony. Well, I'd, I'd watch guys like the Inferno throw fire and watch guys like Terry Funk or the, or the Von Bronners. And these guys were vicious. At least that's the way they came across to me. So yeah, I love it. Hey, Bo James, the king of Kingsport. Percy was a wonderful person. Nice to hear from Yes, Bo. he was. Percy was a wonderful person. He, I, he, yeah, he was a lot of fun. I believe Dr. Tom trained Vince McMahon. That is correct. You are correct, Barbara. That is correct, Barbara. I'm one, the guy to yeah. One uh, final question for you, which will lead it right into the plugs here. Does Dr. Tom have a T-shirt store? I'll buy one, put money in your pocket. Yes, you actually do. Yes, I do. That's ProWrestlingTees.com, and I have my own store, and JPWA also has their own store. I think if you just go to PWTs, correct? It's PWTs. ProWrestlingTees, yep. ProWrestlingTees.com. I think you have to spell it out. And then you put the uh, either Tom Pritchard or JPWA uh, after that, and uh, ask you what the store's name is. Check them out. There are a lot of cool T-shirts there. And, of course, the book. She wants us to advertise the book, Pro Wrestling Curriculum, Advice, Suggestions, and Stories to Help the Aspiring Pro Get to the Next Level. Dr. John, where can they get the book? You can get the book. Uh, go to our website, jpwrestlingacademy.com. Hit the home page. It'll be right there in front of you in your naked steaming eyes. And uh, uh, order one from Amazon, jpwrestlingacademy.com. Dr. Tom for the Hall of Fame. I totally agree. One more little final question to sneak in just because I'm familiar with this, obviously. Speaking of the Funks, have ever, either of you heard about Terry Funk lately? It's been on my mind. Actually, I uh, heard he's been doing pretty good because John Crowther, who's going to do uh, some sort of comic book with him, he just posted that Terry had signed some autographs for him, and they just started a Kickstarter. So it, it's under Terry Funk if you go under a Kickstarter, and it's a comic book series that Terry agreed to do, and he has a picture uh, Manny Fernandez actually with Terry from like a few weeks ago signed a bunch of stuff. I uh, got a Hall of Fame, all this stuff. So John Crowther, if you follow John, he's got all the latest on uh, Terry Funk. Seems like he's doing doing good. Seems like he's doing better. I hate it when our heroes start going away. Yeah, he, he was definitely one of my heroes all yeah. the way through the business. Yep. 
So hitting the plugs again, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. Check out the website, tmptempire.com. Of course, you can follow Dr. Tom at Dr. Tom Pritchard on Twitter. Dr. Tom, what else you got going on this? Uh, man, like I said, we just started this first week uh, of the summer class of 19 uh, or 2022, JPWA. And uh, I'm, I'm gearing up for that, getting ready. It's going to be exciting uh, next three months and uh, i've got some some out of town stuff coming up but i'll talk about that when we get closer nice thank you everybody thank you matty r thank you everybody thank out you, there Matt. for listening we'll see you right back here next week for a little take it to school with dr tom Pritchard. see you next week folks this has been a john pause power trip production in conjunction with the two-man power trip of wrestling you could follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You could subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip, where the power lies, brother. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.